It's good to be back with you and to study God's Word. Uh, we were studying the book of Daniel until we took a couple of weeks to get in some other things while I was out for some health reasons. And <clears throat> so we want to get back to the book of Daniel and finish that up in the next few days. I had started uh, a message the last time we talked about Daniel from uh, our perspective, a kind of an overview of some of the, one of the favorite things that Daniel says, or is said in Daniel, Daniel speaks of the fact that he has, that he is touched by God or was touched by God or one of his angels in chapters 8, 9, and 10. And what he's saying is that God meets me at the point of my need and that God makes himself known to me. Daniel was a man of God, and uh, we've seen from his boyhood days that he has been walking with God, and he's been seeking to please God in everything that he does. And because of that, his life is special, and God does speak to him, and God touches our lives. When Peter Marshall (coughs) explained why he went into the ministry, he said, God tapped me on the shoulder. In other words, God touched me in a special way. I want to point out some of the ways that, some of the things about this. First, God desires to touch every one of our lives. Jesus did this when he was on earth. It's remarkable how many people he literally touched with his hand, physically touched as evidence of his concern. One day a leper came to him, and Mark records it in chapter 1 of his book, and he begged Jesus, and he fell on his knees and said, if you're willing, you can make me clean and moved with compassion. Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him and said, I'm willing to be cleansed. And immediately he was cleansed. Jesus could have just spoken the words. It was not necessary for for him to touch him. Now, a man with leprosy is considered untouchable. In fact, folks would not get close to them, and a leper had to yell out if he saw any other human being and warn them that he was a leper. But Jesus touched him to let him know he loved him, he cared about him in his desperate need. Many of us today may feel a little bit like that leper, though we have no disease like that. We feel, you know, nobody really cares. Nobody really touches my life. Nobody really is there for me. I want to assure you there's one who does care, and there's one who is there for you. And if you allow him to, he will touch you. It may not be a physical touch, but it can be even more powerful than a physical touch. Mark seems to emphasize this quality of our Lord in the 8th chapter when he talks about a blind man who came to Jesus at the town of Bethsaida. They brought a blind man to him and entreated him to touch him, and Jesus touched him, and he began to see. Jesus brought life to those blind eyes. Jesus gave him that, that ability to do what he could never have done see. Jesus does that physically, but he also does that spiritually. When I came to know Christ as my Lord and Savior, he opened up my spiritual eyes. He gave me the ability to see. He did the same for you if you've trusted him, and he wants to do that for all of us. In Mark 10, they brought the children to Jesus, and Mark 10:13 says they began bringing children to him so he might touch them. They wanted Jesus to touch their children. I think there's something intimated about that and and that is not so much just the physical touch as they wanted their kids to be close to Jesus they wanted 
them to have encounters with him. Notice some of the people that God touches. God touches those who seek him. The Bible says in chapter 9 of the book of Daniel, Daniel verse 20 said, while I was speaking and praying, confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel, he said, God God sent Gabriel, his angel, to meet my need and to touch me in a special way. It's because he was seeking God. He had a heart for God. He wanted God to work in his life. Chapter 9, 3 says in the words of Daniel, So I gave attention or set my face to the Lord God to seek him by prayer and supplication with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. He set his face. That is, he gave all of his attention to seek the Lord more than anything else. He wanted to seek God with intensity and agony and honesty. No wonder God touched him. God responds. The Bible says that when we seek the Lord with all our heart, we'll find him. Because he is more ready to be found than we are to seek. In chapter 10 of Daniel, we read that he prayed for 21 days and didn't get an answer. But 10.12 says, the angel said, do not be afraid, Daniel. For from the first day that you set your heart on understanding this and on humbling yourself before God, your words were heard, and I have come in response to your prayer. You see, God hears the prayers of those who seek him. And the two characteristics mentioned here of the kind of person God really touches is that you set your heart on understanding and seeking. Moses said, show me your glory. He wanted that kind of a relationship, and God responded, Jacob wrestled with God, and I said, I will not let you go until you bless me. And all of them were seeking God in their own way with all the intensity of their hearts, and God responded by giving them the answer to their prayer. The second characteristic of the person God touches is that he's humble. The angel says you set your heart on humbling yourself before God. You're willing to acknowledge your need. You're really willing to yield yourself to me and get outside of yourself and outside of your own selfishness. Peter wrote in 1 Peter 5, 5 and 6, For God is opposed to the proud but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you at the proper time. You see, God stands against the proud. He's not going to hear the prayers of the proud, but he's going to hear the prayers of the humble and he gives them grace. He answers and touches those who are humble. Robert Morrison, noted missionary to China years ago, wrote his friends in England telling them that he needed an assistant, a missionary, to come and help him. In response, a young man offered himself as a missionary. After an interview, the members of the missionary board decided that though he was an earnest Christian, he was rough and unpolished, and they gave him this decision. We do not think you fit to be a missionary, but if you'd like to go as a servant to the missionary, we will send you. After hearing this answer, he said, well, sir, if the, gentle, if the gentleman don't think I'm fit to be a missionary, I will go as a servant. I'll, I'm ready to be a hewer of wood and draw of water or do anything to help the cause of my heavenly master. He was sent out as a servant, but he soon became a missionary. His name was Dr. Milne, one of the best missionaries that ever served in China, but he was humble. You see, he let God touch him, and God did touch him because he was humble, but also involved in this seeking God is a resisting of Satan. And that's very obvious here. Daniel is told how the reason why his prayers have not been, uh, have been delayed is because Satan's been battling, 
by one of his demons against the angel who was bringing the answer. Satan is out to stop the answer. If we're to be victorious, we must seek continuously and keep on seeking to, as we pray to overcome the evil one. And we're going to pick that up tomorrow. Today, just pray, Lord, touch me in however way you see fit. 